First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. You just uh, living out Psalm 23, especially when I go in the shadow of the valley of death, I will not fear evil because you are with me. We are about to meet one of the many heroes of the faith who are serving in the name of Christ in the country of Ukraine. Welcome to First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and my guest joining us from his besieged church and neighborhood in the city of Kiev is Pastor Sergei Nakul. He's also a Christian radio host for Radio M, which is operated by the Far East Broadcasting Company. Pastor Sergei is one of many pastors who have remained in the heat of the battle for the purpose of offering help and spiritual encouragement not only to his church members, but to anyone and everyone in his vicinity. He's also one of many FEBC broadcasters who continue to offer consolation and other practical assistance to the brave but beleaguered citizens of Ukraine. Our guest is in the capital city, where Kiev is one of many areas experiencing brutal artillery attacks and advancing Russian forces, making life, to say the least, extremely difficult. When we spoke online, Pastor Sergei had just completed a worship service with the others who have sought refuge in his church. Well, I am pastor of a Reformed uh, Church in Kiev, Ukraine, and currently we are in the middle of a uh, war zone. So, uh, just recently, uh, during our worship service that we held with seven of our church members who are hiding here in our church uh, uh, basement as a bomb shelter, uh, we hear uh, explosions. It is relatively not far away from us. This is Bravary City. So, uh, greetings to all of our brothers and sisters uh, from uh, Kiev, Ukraine, war zone. Mm. We have been following you online. It's amazing that God has kept these channels open so that we can speak and that you can uh, share with us the videos you've been sharing with the world. Talk to me about being a pastor under these circumstances. Uh, pastor, what is that like for you? Well, uh, first of all, I'm thankful to the Lord that uh, in these kind of circumstances, my faith is becoming more stronger and stronger. And this is just a, a supernatural feeling. Uh, I cannot even express it by my own words how in this uh, situation when you don't know uh, who'll be next, who'll be uh, dead next because it's like a lottery. You know, so you, you don't know where a uh, rocket will hit somebody. So in these situations, you just understand this principle of Emmanuel. God is with us. Hmm. So this is unbelievable. And uh I cannot tell you exactly what is what pastor means in this situation for me, but I'm sure that I know much better what means uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm. You see, uh, uh, this is unbelievable, brother. This is unexpressible. You, you just feel in, in your skin, in your inside of your being that the Lord is with you and you just, uh, living out Psalm 23, especially when I go in the shadow of the valley of death, I will not fear evil because you are with me. Mm. So this is unbelievable. So when I know this, uh, then I become pastor for other uh, people. When I know that 
Lord is my shepherd, then I could shepherd to other people and say to them, I am guys with you. I will not leave you. And this is unexpressible joy of serving my Lord. What an amazing example you are of uh, God's grace and strength in the midst of turmoil there. Uh, there are people in your church who are basically living there, right, as a bomb shelter? That's tell, right. Tell, right. tell mm-hmm. me what the circumstances are. And then I want to talk about your family as well that have ac- evacuated, but tell me about who's in the church. Yes, uh, we have uh, several families here and now who came in order to worship our Lord because this is so important for them. And they uh, they told me that, Pastor Sergei, we are just striving for spiritual food. We cannot just be alone somewhere. We have to come to church, even in spite of danger that can uh, await us at every corner. So, uh, for example, we have one family, father, mother, and two children. Uh, we were able to evacuate their children, but they decided to stay here with me in uh, in our church in order to help people with different kind of uh, food packages and, and so on. Yeah, and to help our soldiers who need uh, different kind of uh, stuff. So they decided to come to church in order to find here the bomb shelter because uh, they live in Traeshina uh, district. So this is big district that consists of uh, high-story buildings, apartment buildings. And uh, in the beginning of war, a battle was going on uh, nearby their district because uh, they are nearby uh, airport, and that airport was bombarded by Russians. Uh, so it was uh, pretty dangerous for them. They decided to run away and hide in the um, subway system as a bump shell. And they spent night there, but they, under- they, they understood that subway system isn't uh, very comfortable and good for them. And they thought, wow, but pastor told us that we need to come to church. Why haven't we uh, went to church? So they decided we, we have to run to our church. So this is uh, how they are in our church right now. Yeah. Yaroslav, Yaroslav and Natasha. Do you have food and water? Uh, yes, we have uh, food and water. We do not have a lot of products in our supermarkets. It's probably 65% of uh, our food uh, products had disappeared from our shelves. But praise to the Lord, uh, we have the most essential food. We have bread every morning. And now, uh, you know, brother, when, when we pray and we pray today Lord's Prayer, and especially that petition, give us our daily bread, <laughs> that's completely different feelings but we're praising our Lord that uh, he's our spiritual food and uh, our bread and now we understand more clearly what our Lord told us quote in Deuteronomy when he was saying that man shall not live by uh, bread alone but every word that proceeds from the precious mouth of God. So this is unexpressibly precious right now. And uh, now we understand this more clearly. So uh, I have a, like an advice to our brothers and sisters. So please value those goods that you have. And because oftentimes we just treat them as uh, something for granted. Yeah. But in, in this kind of situations, you understand that all that we have, it is only by God's grace. Well, you are pastoring all of us right now. Um, you you evacuated your family. Talk about that experience. Tell me about your family, and then tell me how you made the decision and, and how that worked out for you. 
yeah, uh, you see, February 24, I told to my wife, you have to grab our children and just to evacuate. He, he told me, no, I will not do that because I'm pastor's wife and I will stay with my pastor and with my husband. Uh, but then we understood that uh, things are, are becoming more and more dangerous. And uh, I told to my wife, on, uh, it was probably day number 10 of war. I told her, uh, Olya, you have to, you have to grab our children and run with our brothers and sisters. And in the morning, my wife told me, no, I cannot do that. I cannot leave my, uh, my husband, my, uh, my pastor. But then it was interesting that I tried to evacuate group of our church members, seven people, but uh, we didn't succeed because there was danger of bombardment for, for our trains. So a train was canceled. And then we have to wait till the evening. So in the evening, when there was just one hour uh, for evacuation, I told to my wife, you have to go for the sake of our children, just do it. And my wife told me, yes, I have to go. And so we had a group like nine people together with my children and with my wife. So we went to our Darnitsa relay station. It is one of main railway stations in Kiev. And uh, there was just huge number of people who were trying to evacuate, just like an ocean of people, a lot of uh, women with children. Children are crying. Uh, they're scary. Some, some, uh, some just leave uh, their backpacks on a platform in order just to go inside of that train. So it, it was a like total disaster. So, but the whole of our church member, members, the whole group, praise to the Lord, were able to squeeze in, uh, in that train. And this is how they evacuated uh, to Lviv. It is uh, near uh, western border. So this is how they evacuated. And then our brothers and sisters from Dutch Reformed churches, they came in many events and they waited uh, in Poland. So they had to wait long, long hours of staying in the field, uh, in cold, in order just to wait for buses. So they crossed border and then... Praise to the Lord, they went to Netherlands, and they're in safety right now. I'm so happy to know that they are in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, are you able to speak with them? I'm, you have internet, so are, you're able to connect with them, correct? Internet isn't awesome, but praise to the Lord, we have connection. Even now, this is uh, God's miracle that we could talk with you, because there were times that uh, I, could, I couldn't even connect. And I believe another miracle is what Pastor Sergei Nikul and others are doing in the name of Christ. We'll continue in a moment. With the crisis in Ukraine on all of our minds, I encourage you to visit the website febc.org for the latest developments. The Far East Broadcasting Company has had radio ministry in Ukraine for a number of years now, with many staff located in the country. They continue to update us with news and videos of the situation, which you'll find at febc.org. Also, the podcast, Until All Have Heard with Ed Cannon, can be heard there online with additional information. So keep praying for Ukraine and find the latest updates at febc.org. You mentioned your wife and your children. Tell me about your children. And then your, you, I understand you have a five-year-old because I heard you tell the story about the five-year-old's uh, fears. Can you uh, talk about that for a moment? Yeah, I have a 16-year-old uh, son. His name is Bogdan. In Ukrainian, it means given by God, ah. because he is my firstborn. Ah. And second is Elijah, because we, we named him after prophet of Elijah. This five-year-old prophet Elijah was a uh, real consolation for me, especially when I was 
talking with my wife emotionally, he, 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 uh, he told me, Daddy, Daddy, don't worry because Jesus is with you. Don't you know this? So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so this is really something. When yeah. God t- could teach us through five-year-old uh, child. Yeah. I understand he was troubled, of course, by the uh, noises of the war in your, oh, na- yeah, sure, in your neighborhood. Sure, yeah. He was asking me, Daddy, Daddy, if Putin will kill us, will we go to heaven? And I told him, yeah, sure, uh, we will go to, hem- to heaven. But uh, I cannot tell the same about uh, Mr. Putin. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, when uh, we know how many our infants and uh, little children were, were already killed by uh, soldiers of this man. Right. We are, as believers, to pray for our enemies. How are you able to pray for your enemies at this time? When it's so real and such a danger. It is very painful. Uh, right now, inside of my soul is just a big hole. Mm-hmm. Yes, a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, big hole. Yeah, vacuum. So, I just cannot pray honestly. I could pronounce these words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I have to pray for my enemies. But honestly, uh, now this is time of uh, pain. Prayer is more about uh, uh, power from God to, to serve people who are uh, with me and you're doing so well we could pray yeah you're doing yeah, so well yeah, at serving yeah. them and surviving i i know it's about survival right now uh circumstances that none of us can really identify with and uh, we we pray for you every day i want you to know that thank you thank uh, you and, and those who are with you uh, in the church and for all of our uh, friends in ukraine we are praying earnestly here uh, in this country uh, over and over again, you've been searching God's word during this time. Yes, sure. Being a pastor, and you've you've been posting videos and short clips that uh, we've all benefited so greatly from. Uh, can you talk about what it's like to read scripture now and the circumstances you're in? I mean, it must it just it must just pop off the page at you, uh, brother. I would honestly, sincerely, just just tell you the whole perspective on scripture is just completely different the same pages the same bible uh, the same words that i've read as a pastor as a christian thousands of times and preached but now i could i could assure that this is power supernatural power of god's word mm. they could i experienced in my life in my circumstances i've never experienced this this is really something and this is unexpressible as i told earlier so for example this petition, give us daily bread. Yeah, completely different perspective. When, when you pronounce these words, give us daily bread, you understand the value of this petition and your dependence on God. When, when you're pronouncing another petition and, uh, and protect us from evil one, you, 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 you understand what is incarnation of this evil here, nearby us, in 20 kilometers from our church. Mm. Yeah, when uh, uh, people who are just murdering our people are staying there and killing uh, them. Or uh, Psalm 91, when you say, you will not fear arrow in the day and uh, pest in the night. Now I read it, you will not fear rocket in the day. And the... Enemies in the night, because we have a lot of enemies who are trying to, to attack our city during nighttime. So you see the same words. I know them, my memory. 
of course, in Ukrainian. Uh, but when you read this in different uh, context, uh, Word of God shows you another supernatural facets. It turns to you in this need and in this situation. I, I, and I would assure you, any liberal, any atheist or agnostic would persuade me that the Bible is just a product of uh, human origin at all. Guys, come here to Ukraine. I'm inviting all atheists, all Christian liberals and uh, agnostics and so on. Please come here. And I assure you that when you'll be reading Bible in this context, you will become Bible-believing Christians. Amazing and powerful. Thank you, Pastor. Now, in addition to being a pastor, you are, of course, a radio host. And your colleagues uh, throughout uh, Ukraine are still on the air where they can uh, access studios. Uh, do you know anything at all about what's happening on the radio these days? Yes, uh, FABC Ukraine is still working, praise to the Lord. We have a lot of our radio hosts scattered in different cities, especially in Western Ukraine. But we are one team. We have, one, we have a group in Telegram channel. So we have uh, interaction and we're spreading God's word here and now in Ukraine, in different cities. So uh, this is uh, really amazing how God could use us in this time's different brothers and sisters in uh, uh, FABC ministry. Because I would assure you that, uh, that this time is crucial time for people to hear the gospel good news of Jesus Christ, especially in times of despair, fear, and um, and so on. And counselors are available to those who are able to listen and call in? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. What are the counselors able to share? Uh, the value of our counselors is that uh, they could share good news, that, uh, they, that people could uh, find peace only in our Lord Jesus Christ, real peace. Because you see, well, of course, uh, we have a lot of different uh, counselors, for example, secular counselors, and they're doing their job. And uh, we could uh, tell, tell them, thank you, guys. You're doing what you could do. Sure. But uh, they're proposing just different kind of techniques, for example, yeah, uh, how to breathe, for example, when you have a panic attack and so on. And this, this could be valuable. But, yes. but, but in these times, when you understand that death could wait you, around the corner, then a human being uh, has a completely different perspective on, on his life. And then there is a question, what next? What will be with me? And this is why Christian counselors, together with uh, Christian uh, preachers, missionaries, as a team, they could just give people real hope, uh, real peace and real confidence that person could find if he knows that I Jesus forgave my sins. I am child of God and I am orphan. My heavenly father in Jesus Christ is here and now with me. He is Emmanuel. And well, I have fears, of course, but God is with me. This is what Apostle Paul was saying. And this is so precious to me right now. Whether I live, I live for God. Whether I die, I die for God. And in all of this, I am always with my Lord. Wonderful. 
Uh, don't share more than you feel comfortable talking about, but are you able to get outside at all into the neighborhood and talk with other people, even soldiers perhaps? Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, tomorrow we will buy more food for uh, for a group of soldiers and uh, then we'll bring that food to them. So we're serving them. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I saw one comment where you uh, mentioned the importance of a bullet proof vest can you uh, tell me that uh, that story uh, yeah i had a conversation with our soldiers and uh, so we have like a different kind of soldiers uh, we have um, regular army soldiers in one part and we have like a, probably you call it militia right mm-hmm. Ordin- ordinary people with guns they mm-hmm. form some kind of uh, civil resistance unit yes. yeah yes. so i had the soldiers i had the conversation with soldiers with this uh, uh, civil militia unit. Mm-hmm. They told me we have a shortage of uh, bulletproof uh, vests. Yeah, and there were a lot of uh, like uh, 25 years old guys, and uh, my heart breaks when I see them without those bulletproof uh, vests. But then one of them came to me and said, Pastor, God is our bulletproof vest. Please pray for us. Because I told them, guys, maybe I could help you somehow. And they told me, Well, Pastor, that's better for you just to pray for us. Just do your just do your job, we'll do our job. Yeah. So this is how it works out right now with ordinary people. Thank you for what you're doing, Pastor. Our prayers are with you. Uh, we love you in the Lord, and um, he is our shield and our strength. You must know that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I would assure I would assure all of my brothers and sisters in the United States, just cling to the Lord because guys. This is really something amazing, unbelievable, and unexpressible. When you feel physically, by your body, by your heart, the supernatural presence of the Lord here and now. This is so precious that you cannot even imagine. Mm -hmm. And especially people are very open and sensitive uh, to to the word of God in Psalms. When I just combine small... uh, small prayer that consists of words of psalms and people are saying, saying oh, this is so powerful it's so precious this is so encouraging so we want pastor we want to live we want to live and continue mm-hmm. and more and more we want to serve other people so god's word yeah. is really something yeah. yeah god's using you you are in service uh, in christ's name to those entrusted to your care so Thank you for what you're doing, Sergey. Thank you. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you richly. It is nothing short of inspiring to see this pastor and FEBC radio host go deeper into God's word under these circumstances and serve others with God's love and care in the midst of great suffering. We've been speaking with Pastor Sergey Nakul, who joined us from his church in Kiev, where several others have joined him to live in the church basement turned bomb shelter. The stories of these wonderful Ukrainian people are going to resonate through the ages as examples of faith and courage, and we plan to bring you even more of them in the days ahead. In the meantime, please visit febc.org where there are special updates on the war. The Far East Broadcasting Company has radio stations, many of which are still operating in Ukraine, offering spiritual help and more. Read more and listen to the podcast until all have heard at febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person.